If you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey Hubert Zizzy, yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is, the Mickey Zizzy podcast. And we are back with a brand new episode. Forget everything else. We are sponsored today by the Tanzania Water Fund. This is the Mickey Zizzy podcast, season four, episode 24. And we are here for it. You know, arms are a little bit sore this morning, this after early afternoon, but we got a lot more pull-ups to do, a lot more clean water to get to these families everywhere. Uh, trying to raise some donations. I, I believe we got some on live last night, and uh, it's going to be a blast. We're going to talk about it, throw shout-outs here throughout the episode today. But you, you know what it is. It, it, we're back. The boys are back. We're here to talk about some football as well. But, of course, main thing today is the Tanzania Water Fund. Go out, do some pull-ups. If you don't want to do pull-ups, fill up a bucket of water, put it above your head, carry it, however you got to do it, and walk some miles. Uh, or do the best thing, donate. $6 to help an entire family get clean water. Uh, that's what we're here for. Mickey Hines, talk. What am I forgetting? Yerp, we back. We are back. We are back, and we're doing pull-ups today for the Tanzania Water Fund. It only takes $6 to give somebody clean water in Tanzania, and it gives, like, if you give 25 that's a whole family. I mean, you think about when you took a shower this morning. When you think about when you went and got your coffee this morning, that was due to clean water, all right? And six bucks ain't that much. That's like three uh mcdoubles from mcdonald's like oh that's, that's not even cool. three anymore come on now inflation <laughs> <laughs> um so go out and do your part go make a difference i mean it's as simple as sharing posts that uh, myself and mr zizzy over here posts uh, about go walk a mile I and mean, everyone go walk a mile if anything getting a scooter scooter on down i don't know find a way to get it done because that's what we're doing here on the podcast we are finding a way this entire episode is sponsored by pull-ups for tanzania Yerp, let's go. Let's get it. Absolutely. Um, with that, you know, I, I think that there's a little bit for us to catch up on in the football. There's a lot of things going on in the college football world. We're getting down to the wire. There's some football. There's some playoff implications going on with a lot of these games, including today. I mean, Mickey Hines, what are your thoughts? We can, we're going to go down the list here, probably about the top six or so who we think really have a realistic chance of getting in. And just uh, their future uh, for the end of the season, their future outlook. This guy forgets the Mark Mason person of the week. I did. I did. See? Oh, I'm my either. goodness. I, I got it. I got it written down, though. You're good. <laughs> I love it. I love how you have it, like, written down. I totally know. You're all good. Uh, real quick, before we get into that, Zizzy, did bring up a good point. We're going to talk college football. We're going to talk about the top six, who should be in, who should be out. But first, I want to keep mine short and sweet. Mr. Yankovic, obviously, I'm I'm breaking the rules. Like, shadow the glass, call it Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Um, Justin Petrell, the founder of Pulls for Tanzania. He's been a former guest on this show. Um, we're trying to get him on. Probably won't happen uh, this week, but next week, just to highlight the good things that happened with Pulls for Tanzania. Huge shout-out for him doing his sixth year of this uh, fundraiser, of this campaign, and it benefits so many people. And he's a dude, he's a dog, and he's awesome. Uh, and yeah, anything else about him? No, I mean, that's going to be my Mark Mason person of the week is Justin Petrell. I mean, this is Tanzania Waterfront Day. This is just the entire week. I mean, this is what we've all kind of been prepping and like sending news flashes out for and reaching out to people trying to raise money and also just like raise awareness in general. So 
Um, it's been a beautiful thing for six years to see it grow over the years has been super awesome. And that's uh, continuously be a part of it. Uh, never, never like too grateful about that. You know, everything, everything that we do, super important for anybody that gets affected by it. Yeah, just to highlight on that, and my other Mark Mason personality, People of the Week, is the Williamsburg community. Um, Yesterday, we did end up winning the state championship in football, and I'm just beyond blessed. Uh, This community is awesome. The kids were, you know, so deserving of it. They worked so hard ever since in the summer. I mean, I was watching kids last year after football season grinding for it. So for them to finally come up on top was the first time in Williamsburg history for football. Um, it was really awesome. I mean, it was great celebrating and the whole town. So you look up in the stands and it was like filled up with college dough. So that was really, really awesome to see. So shout out to the Raiders. You know I got it before we get into football team. Yeah, I mean, what what else can we say? I'm over here just sitting with a two-time state champ. No big deal. He got two <laughs> rings on him now. Uh, no, super excited for you, buddy. Um, I mean, it just that's just a blissful experience that I, I I mean I have never experienced. I couldn't even imagine that. But that is just the work that you guys have put in, obviously as coaches and coaching staff. But then to see the players and all the kids realize that that dream. Um, and you guys did convincingly. I mean, 20 nothing. I'm gonna keep saying that, but like, that's a donut. That's a donut. I mean, I, I, it's not like it's not donut Saturday. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. It was donut Saturday for a reason. Let's talk about it. But no, shout yeah. out for great. Awesome. Uh, now let's get back to our schedule program. Let's talk about college football. Um, Yank, let's just dive right in. Number one. Uh, so here's the top six, and we're gonna, uh, is Georgia in one. Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, Florida State 4, Washington 5, and Oregon 6. Does Georgia belong? I know they're undefeated, but they do not feel like this powerful doghouse, the the Bulldogs of the past. Um, So I feel like, and they play Tennessee today, they might drop. I don't know. I If like they lose the SEC championship, do they drop out of it? Because they have not had that convincing again. They've been 2, 3, 2, 3, back up to 1. Um, and then if another team goes undefeated, do they take that spot, which they really can't, but talk to me. Uh, I mean, it's not the same feel, right? Exactly. Uh, definitely not over the past couple of years. I'm actually surprised that they're currently the number one ranked team. Um, but the defense has still always been consistent. I mean, over the past four to five seasons. And I mean, this year it seems to be, and in my opinion, what carries the way, I mean, Carson Beck, I mean, don't get me wrong. People have talked about him being in the Heisman race. He has thrown for over 3000 yards. Like I understand that. Like he's a better quarterback than what I think they've even had in previous years, but the surrounding talent hasn't been as dominant. Brock Bowers now goes down and is injured. Like that's a, that's a big deal. And so to me, I just I don't look at this team as being that overall powerhouse the same way. They are a number one team. Do I expect them to be in the playoff? I mean, depends on I guess what happens with the scenarios moving forward. But I be, as of right now, I mean, you gotta you gotta beat the champ to be the champ, right? I always say that. So um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting topic moving forward. I mean, they got players, they're a great SEC team, they're undefeated to this point. Well, I mean, I mean, I just, I just don't know. It's not the same thing. I, you know, I'm on the same boat because, like, if they drop and you get another SEC team in there, like, say they don't lose, they 
lose the SEC championship? Do they belong, right? Could the voters get voter fatigue? Like, you know what? We want to see a different team become a champion. Now, I don't think that'll happen because obviously they're going to take the best football teams. And if Georgia wins straight out, all right, you know, we're going to eat our words. Call it good. But I don't know. I just got this feeling. I got this hunch. I'm kind of with you that Georgia is going to make it. That's crazy. They're the one team in the nation, right? (laughs) It's crazy. Um, but that's my initial thoughts with George. And maybe to me, maybe it's just the difference in the rushing attack. And then again, the big injury with Brock Bowers. I know he's going, they're talking about kind of back. Yeah. Kind of coming back and like being in full health at some point towards the end of the year. But like, I just can't trust that. And you still have to get back in a game shape. I know people don't always want to listen to that, but that is a real thing. It really is. Um, and the rushing game. I mean, again, I mean, and Edwards is great. But I think he's only like a 600, 650 yard rusher this year. It's not the, it just does not overtake games the same way that we have seen Georgia offenses do that and control clock in previous seasons. So maybe it's just a different look that's throwing me off. But either way, just I don't get, I'm not confident. I'm not confident about Georgia, especially when the team that I did pick to win is a potential threat down the road. It sure is. Um, let's move on to the number two team, Michigan, who's only up by five to Maryland right now. But Michigan, to me, like, even though I'm saying this as they're, like, in a dogfight with Maryland, they're the team to beat, uh, even without Harbaugh. Granted, all the off-the-field issues is scary. You know, I'm kind of going back and forth when I think about uh, Michigan here. Like, on the field, yes, I think they're one of the best teams, right? J.J. McCarthy is absolutely slicing and dicing. They have just been dominant. But without Harbaugh, with all the off the field issues, you know me, I don't like that, right? Those are distractions. Um, Can that distract their way out? Because obviously it's going to be about who wins the Big Ten title, right? It comes down to next week, rivalry uh, Friday on Black Friday. Um, I don't think they actually play Ohio State and Michigan. Obviously they play each other next week. Winner goes to the playoff. It's kind of plain and simple because whoever wins that is going to go crush Iowa in the Big Ten championship because Iowa made it again. Go Hawks. (laughs) Um. But it's scary about the distractions. Talk to me. Uh, I don't know if I view the distraction the same way because it's a it's a whole different thing. Like, right, Jim Harbaugh has been suspended for three games, so he's got two more left to do. It's not like a real suspension that I've seen across to other coaches, to other schools, to other leagues. Like he still is there for every practice. He can still recruit. He can do everything except be on the sideline and coach the actual game. To me, you can set up the game plan. You know what you're going to do for the most part. Yeah. There might be some difference and differences in calls in game, which yes, that influences the outcome, but is it as big of a deal? I just don't see it that way. On top of that. I mean, we saw the JJ McCarthy uh, tweets, right? Like bet. That I know it did, wasn't like that big of a performance from him personally last week, but just in general, to me, I look at that as, is it more of a motivator than a distraction? I kind of like that. On top of that, the defense has been better than it has ever been. And when you, I'm sorry, I'm just thinking back to last week, when you run the ball 36 times in a row on somebody else's turf, you, you are, you are that team. Like you do not respect other people's defenses it's embarrassing to it was embarrassing to Penn State, honestly. If I'm on that defense, I'm I'm livid. Like stack the box. Stack the box. At some point, you got to stack the box. But to be able to go out there, hard nose it down their throat, like that told me everything I needed to know about this Michigan team. I actually do believe in them moving forward. Their big game is next week. Their big game is next week. But 
Yeah, I mean, you can't be con- – I'm confident in both the teams going into it. You know, and then you talk about Ohio State, who's number three. Like I said, it all comes down to win the Big Ten. It's as simple as that. Well, can they both make it? I mean, it's possible. It's happened before. And if you look at Ohio State, they have really kind of ran the table as well. Um, Big uh, win against WKU, Western Kentucky University, you know, 63 to 10, right? Like, okay, there's the team you're supposed to beat, you're supposed to blow out, right? Uh, today, they're beating them 38 to 3. Last week against Rutgers, 35-16, like that's a big win. Against Wisconsin, 24-10, okay. Wisconsin's always kind of gritty like that. Penn State, number 12, they beat them by 8. Beat them by 30, Purdue. Maryland, beat them by 30. Notre Dame, beat them by 3. Notre Dame's ranked 20th, right? So they've beaten the teams they're supposed to be by a lot. They're beating their ranked teams. You know, like, when I'm looking at their track record, like, Ohio State kind of belongs, and I hate saying that, right? I'd rather choose Michigan over Ohio State, all right? Hand up, I would. So, can they both get in, Yank? I don't think they will because of the teams that are below them. Well, it's not even just that. It's also like like even the teams that are below them, I believe that they would be better than some of the other teams that are fighting for position in the college football playoff. That's why, again, I'm excited for this expansion coming down the line. But, um, to me, the Big Ten champion holds less value than the SEC championship. The only thing, the only difference here is just like record. So um, we're talking about Ohio State and Michigan both being undefeated. And then right now, I guess I would look at Georgia and Alabama um, and Alabama already has one loss. So, I mean, maybe it just becomes a dispute of record like, hey, which one loss team is better? But usually the SEC conference holds more weight. And that's what makes me think, I don't know. I think only one of them ends up getting in depending on how the game goes next week. I mean, it really does because it right now it would be Bama versus Georgia because in the conference they're both undefeated. And Alabama does have that one loss. So, like, do they sneak in? Um, so that's crazy uh, for the SEC. But I'm in the same boat. I could see them both. I could not see them both. Uh, just that's why I guess they get paid the big bucks to decide the top four. Well, and I mean, let's be real, right? I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr., my, the greatest wide receivers prospect I've seen in quite a long time. Um, I mean, the offense in general for Ohio State has always been explosive. McCord, I mean, yeah, he's not – he maybe not as great as what McCarthy has done this season, but still just as talented – See, um, when you say Marvin Harrison Jr., that gets me excited because that's who the Bears should take in the first round. Uh, this do whoever is picking number whoever one, just, uh, whoever picks the first offensive player, that should be the first offensive yes. player. Yes, yes, he should be a Heisman candidate because he is. Uh, yeah, I honestly believe I want Ohio State. I think he should be the Heisman. Honestly, I think he's the most talented and most productive player in college football this year. The most impactful. because people value the quarterback position, which I understand is probably the hardest position in football. Yeah. So uh, let's think about it here. Like, does Florida State, year seven, was number four, who I said should be in it as well. They, I think they'll make it and they should belong. If you run, I know it, the, the defense here is their schedule is not as strong or they play in the ACC. But I mean, they've beaten quality teams. They've proven it over and over. I'm sorry, but if you go undefeated and you win a major power five conference, you got to be in it. 
Um, I, I, yeah, I'm biased to the Florida State Seminoles. I want to see them win and be in it anyway. But to me, there's just certain things that you can't cheat as far as whether you want to call it college football tradition or just respect to the conferences overall. You can't just show blatant disrespect to one of the Power Five conferences exactly. when they have an undefeated champion. Exactly. And just because they're not an SEC or a Big Ten team, like it just doesn't make sense to me. So if they go undefeated and run the table, however convincing or not, you're supposed to have some close games regardless throughout the years. You're supposed to be tested. They've had a couple, and they've come out on top of all of them. You got to give it to them. Yank, you have to give these power conferences, right? You can't put, you know, just SEC, Big Ten, you know, those four teams go at it. So I'm with you. Like, if they go undefeated and win their conference, which they should, right? The ACC, Florida State, they're in. Without a doubt, they're going to compete. And then the AAC, or uh, not, oh, my bad, uh, whatever uh, was with uh, Washington's in, right? They should be in it as well. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if they win, they go undefeated, boom, they should take the space of one of those Big Ten teams. There's your final four. Like, I'm with you. Florida State should be in it. Washington, if they go undefeated, they should be in it. I mean, it's it's really hard. Washington State's good. Oregon State's good. But, like, if they get those two commanding wins, Washington's in for sure. Florida State's in for sure. If Georgia or Michigan or Ohio State, right, out of those three teams, whatever those two win their conference, right, and go undefeated, there's your final four. It's as simple as that game. You're going to take the undefeated teams and put them against each other. Right? Uh, you, you should, at least at this point. Exactly. I mean, and they're in good conferences. Absolutely. No, I mean, and with Washington, I mean, it, it's interesting today because, I mean, they're actually an underdog today. going Exactly, them. which I don't I get mean, why. Because Penix- my, Well, I don't either. I mean, Michael Penix has done nothing but prove everybody wrong this season. So, I mean, let's just stick with the guy. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, they're undefeated. And plus, with these top four, they're all about to play each other. We don't know necessarily what the results of those games could even be. Michigan or Ohio State could wipe the floor with the other one. Alabama, to me, is the hottest team in college football right now. Nobody wants to play they with are, yeah, Nick right. Saban, after losing that game and going through the little quarterback shuffle, decided, all right, I'm going to fully adjust this offense with the offensive coordinator to just play to Jalen Milrow's strengths. And, oh, my He's goodness, running. that uh, has completely opened up their offense. They look electric. They're winning by 50 currently right now. I mean, they're, they're going to – they're, they're going to pose some problems for Georgia. And honestly, if I'm Georgia, that is not who I want to see in the SEC championship. Game. In recency, so, like if Alabama game. wins, you cannot not have an SEC team in, right? But if Georgia if wins Alabama, loses the SEC championship, they're out. Bama's in, right? I think it's Bama I, I got to say that. SEC. I got to say that, especially if it goes the way that I feel like things are trending right now. I feel like Alabama will convincingly win that Same. game. And Same. if you win that game convincingly, I'm sorry, you're out. Like, exactly. as a of that game, if it's a convincing game, you're out. And then, you know, what you could do, have a really good bowl game of Ohio State versus Georgia. I mean, that would be a really fun bowl game outside of the playoff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but then it would be Michigan, Florida State, Washington, Bama. Is that going to be your final four? Uh, right now, I think how it's going to end up. I, re- I want Michigan to be in it, so I- I'm rooting for them. This might be the but best. But I kind of want Marvin Harrison Jr. to be. But I think that <laughs> I, I don't know. It's so hard to bet against Marvin Harrison Jr. in that Ohio State offense. I think it's going to end up – I think it is going to be Ohio State <laughs> over Michigan. I, I think there's some – there's some, like – there's some – 
you know, some rumors. There's some rumbling in the crowd. Not everybody is a big Michigan fan right now. Maybe that plays into it a little bit. Off the field, the distractions. I'm going to go with the distractions. I'm not saying it even as a distraction. I'm just saying, like, other people would love to see them lose, and sometimes that energy just Yeah. I think Ohio State's going to win that game. I think Alabama's winning an SEC championship. So I got Ohio State and Bama in there. And then I got Washington and Florida State going. I think they went out. Yeah, Washington, Florida State. So they going, those are my four. I think it's going to be number one is going to be Ohio State, two, Florida, Bama, and then Florida State. I would say Florida State and Washington. No, I think Bama will be three. Oh, they would. Yeah, so it would be Bama versus Florida State, and then it's going to be Washington versus Ohio State. I'll hop on that wave with you. Like, I don't think that's a bad take. I like Ohio State over Michigan just because Marvin Harrison Jr., the more he wins, hopefully the more the Bears pick him up. So I guess our I guess start driving that ship right now, that boat right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um anything else about the college football? We're getting down to it, man. The, when they're when they're talking about chaos scenarios on TV, you know. You know, it's it's getting there. I'm excited. I'm I'm loving every second of it. It's a good uh college football Saturday so far today. Got Here. some good games later on. Excited to see it. Yep. And now let's move on to the NFL Week 10. And holy cow, what just happened? I mean, the beard is gone. Tanzania <laughs> pull-ups have been done. We are still raising money. This is still an entire episode sponsored by Tanzania Water Fund. Go check it out. Go donate, donate, donate. Pull-ups are, pull-ups are done. The walks are done. All right. In other news, we had children crying. We had pull-ups to do. We had Thanksgiving. We get it, y'all. All right. We've been slacking, but that's why this episode is kind of cut in half. But we're coming at you. We're going to finish the 2023 year, not the season four year strong, because we have to finish that off in March. But we're going to finish strong for y'all. All right. So stick with us. Love the content. And let's get to this well-prolonged NFL talk, which we're going to talk about <laughs> the past few weeks. Zizzy. Lego. Hey, let's go, man. So, I mean, we we were started off. Uh, I mean, where a couple weeks ago, even. But let's let's just pick a few teams and kind of dive into it here. Uh, and I'm gonna start with a team that like has been playing really well, questionable as the best team in their division. A lot of people would say no, but is playing some of the hottest football in the league right now. I gotta bring up the Dallas Cowboys, and I know a lot of us really are kind of sick of hearing about them, right? Because they're America's team. Everybody wants to talk about them or somehow bring them into the conversation. Well, damn it. They deserve it this time. So let's talk about it. Is it the defense that's more impressive or is it the offense? At this point, I'm not really sure I can tell. We're coming off (laughs) their most recent game, right? They're playing the commanders. I understand the big rumor that's kind of out there. They haven't beat a team with a winning record. Well, sometimes it doesn't matter. These guys are still NFL teams. You can bring that against them, whatever you want. But you see these same teams go out and upset other great teams. You see these same teams have closer games. For the most part, these guys have shown up and blown out their competition. I mean, we can look at the most recent game, right? We're talking about them versus the Commanders on Thanksgiving. 45 to 10 in primetime on Thanksgiving. And it's not just the defense anymore because we've known about the defense. That's been the story since the beginning of the year. Shutouts, the 40 nothing game to start. That's to start the year. And then you come out and just play lights out down the road. Micah Parsons is an absolute animal. Even with Trayvon Diggs out, 
Deron Bland, step in, get yourself the NFL record for pick sixes in a season. I mean, everybody across the board has stepped up, played super well on that side of the ball. Dan Quinn, tip my cat to you as uh, again for the second year in a row as the defensive coordinator. There's not much really more to say about that. But for me, the big surprise has been the offense. Like, yes, they went out and they got Brandon Cooks. First few weeks of the season, didn't see much development. A lot of question marks. Were they still going to throw the ball? Is it Tony Pollard's team? Is that going to limit the turnovers? And it was a little bit shaky. But now, here we are. The points are coming fast. The Brandon Cooks is the solidified number two. I mean, we're talking two out of the last three games with a touchdown. If you're a fantasy guy, you know he's been popping off there. But, I mean, you got that going on. Tony Pollard is still Tony Pollard. You got uh, Dowdle as a fantastic backup showing up. He's been great showing up. And, I mean, Deuce Vaughn is your third string? Come on, guys. I mean, they got a running back by committee committee and Dak Prescott. I've been saying he's done. I've been saying he's done. I've been I've been against him, and I'm not gonna say that I'm like fully back on the train, but I can't I can't deny what he's doing at least over the past few weeks. I mean, the man has been electric. Uh, the yardage is all over the is across yardage across the charts has been outstanding. He's been able to limit the turnovers. He's finding different receivers. It's not just CD anymore. You've got Ferguson. You've got Cooks. I mean, they, they're adding to the, the to the arsenal. It's been a beautiful thing to watch. I really, really like the Dallas Cowboys going down the road. The only problem they have is they're in the same division as the Eagles. Yank, typically on this show, especially this year, we've been agreeing a lot, and I hate that, but we're an honest podcast. I ain't going to argue this saying that the Cowboys are bad because you know what? I'm in the same boat, and I'm right in the driver's seat with you. How about them Cowboys? I I am so impressed, right? This is the conversation in season one that we had. Should we pay Dak? This is why you pay Dak, right? He did not produce last year, okay? I get it. There's the turnovers and whatnot. But this is the Dak Prescott that you paid for. All right, that's what people in the NFL gets in a problem with, Yank, is, oh, they didn't produce this year, right? Well, let them develop. Let them grow. Let them get into the groove, right? Success doesn't happen overnight, right? Pressure forms diamonds, right? It takes years to form diamonds, I'm pretty sure. I'm not a geologist, but (laughs) I know that, all right? Now, let's talk about this team, all right? Dak Prescott, and you said, yeah, they haven't beat a team with a winning record, blah, blah, blah. You know who else who hasn't? The Dolphins, and they're still pretty dang good. I think they may have. Yeah, and you know what I'm going to say about that. Exactly. But they almost, they should have beat the Eagles. They were an inch away from scoring, an inch away from the two-point conversion, right? The Eagles know how to win those games, all right? The Cowboys kind of just got on the bad beat there, all right? It was a great game. They played with them. People thought that they should have won, you know what I'm saying? And then their only other loss was, yes, the 49ers did blow them out. That was kind of their come to, like, Jesus, like, all right, like, we're here. We're ready to roll. But sometimes Um, some organizations have your number. Yes, exactly. In recency bias, okay? 49 to 17, 33 to 10, 45 to 10. That is big time teams blowing out worse teams. Like that's what you want. And that's what proves. And that's what you add to the resume is like, you're not just beating them. You're blowing them out. Dak Prescott threw for 400 yards in two of those games. I think he had six touchdowns and one interception in two of those games. The other one, he only needed to throw for 260 and two touchdowns. Pollard, been averaging 60 plus in those three games and a touchdown. That's what you want. Uh, Rico, the backup. Yeah, that'll Dottle, he had a game where he had more yards than Pollard. Like, that's awesome from a backup, replacing that Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard still being the main back, but you still have a dude who can go and produce. That's awesome, Yank. That's all offense, which you already said. Defense, bland. Defensive player of the year. 
your best defensive, second best defensive player, Trayvon Diggs, out for the year. Bland steps in and he steps up like no other. Yank breaks a record for pick sixes. That defense is nasty. Micah Parsons is still great. I, I love it. America's team, sure. And I, I like seeing them win because we haven't seen them win. We're so used to all the crying memes of Cowboy fans when they get blown out by the 49ers in the playoffs. I love it. Cowboys, I, I, I like I like watching. I'm, I've been a, been a big Dak fan for a while. They got a good demeanor. They got a good demeanor about them. They got, they're trending in the right direction, and that's the biggest thing. As you get towards the end of the season, it's not just about who's been good all year. It's not just about who makes the playoffs. It's about who's playing their best ball at the right time. And right now, they're trying to be a team that'll do that. Hey, Amen. Yeah, and I think I think they're a team to be reckoned with. I think they're an NFC championship if they don't see uh, Philly in that second round. And t- I mean, both divisions, I'm sorry, but the top three dogs are pretty good. San Fran, which we get San Fran Philly this week. Like, that's a big one in the pick yep. Uh, So that's huge. And then the Cowboys and the Eagles, I think those are the three top dogs that you're like, all right, who's going to go really take crown? And like you said, it does think that they are in the same division. Um, But anything else about the Cowboys? I think that's all about the boys today, but I am, like I said, I know they, got, they got a tough schedule coming up. They got to play the Eagles again. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, they're on the watch. They're on the Mickey's Izzy watch where you get talked about a lot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I had to do it. I got to talk about the Bears because they had a monumental hey, Monday. Is that a dub I saw? That was a dub. That's weird, dude. I'm not used to it. Um, the past two years, we only have seven wins. Uh, Kind of crazy. So when I get those moments and you go have a clutch drive, you don't see that out of the Chicago Bears team. Now, let me go on my quick rant. All right. I was saying it right when Minnesota scored. I said, Justin Fields, this is a resume builder. This drive, this game is to keep your career in Chicago. I was saying it to the TV. I'm pacing in my room, you know, watching this game on a Monday night, rocking the Fields jersey. You do this. You add that to your resume and say, hey, I can go win you games. Granted, a little rocky. He uses legs. He should be using his legs more. All right. And he made some great decisions, found DJ Moore. Uh, I was only four points away for beating Aaron Hilpern in the podcast fantasy week, uh, fantasy this week, but that's whatever. Thank you, DJ. Um, but back to the Bears. Justin Fields did the job. Went in, kneeled, Santos for the win. Oh my goodness, we're celebrating. We have a victory Tuesday, which I don't know the last time we had. Primetime Chicago. Three out of four games on primetime. They've won three and one record. But now we got no more primetime games left. So that's kind of a bummer. But let's talk about that play, the defense. All right. This looks like an Iowa football game to me it just looked like deja vu if you're an iowa fan watching the chicago bears four turnovers technically five and you still only win by that much yank remember at the beginning of the year this was on paper the defense i've been saying i've liked Traymond edmonds kyle uh kyle gordon jaquan brisker they all can be great zizzy we're gonna go win the division right yeah a little innocent mickey <laughs> a few weeks ago but now i finally gotta see it I got the taste of it, and I am so excited to watch the Chicago Bears now. Obviously, the offense needs to stop running screens, Yank, before I go punch Getsky in the face. You start off with a tight end screen. I love Cole Komet, but you start off with a tight end screen to start the game. Enough, Getsky, all right? That's enough. Anyway, I'm getting a little heated, uh, getting a little loud, but I- I'm happy. I mean, 4-8 and eight isn't really nothing to be happy about, but, like, we have potential. Potential's always fun. Potential's always easy to get behind. Hey, potential's always there, and we're never going to forget. They still own some very high picks in the upcoming draft, so it's still still interesting to see what they're going to do there as far as their decisions for that. Um, and, and, I mean, 
plenty of plenty of chances to regroup, rebuild, and continue to improve. I will say defenses look much better lately. Um, and that's always a bright spot, especially when we've been talking about like, hey, on paper, on paper, it should be better. It should be better. Like it's it's about time that you see that come through. Um, and it's not against a weak offense, right? We're talking about the Minnesota Vikings here. Yes, they have Josh Dobbs, but Josh Dobbs has been dead dubbed as literally josh dubs like that guy will go out and play his tail off he doesn't even need to practice type of mentality like he's been doing his thing you got matt and madison um who's been on and off obviously but you still got a running back by committee behind him um you got addison you got brandon powell i mean no there's not any justin jefferson out there yet but that's still a solid receiving core tj hawkinson is a pop, top tight end in the league this year i mean they, they have skill players it's not like they went out and shut nobody down. I mean, to hold that team to 10 points is a statement in itself. You got to take credit. You got to give them credit where credit's due. And you got to take the positives when you have some positives to take. I loved what I saw from Chicago. I still love seeing them try to increase. Uh, I would say I would say increase the game plan, but increase the uh, the rushing by Justin Fields in the game plan. I mean, you got to make your superstar superstars. And we know what he's great at. We know he's one of the most athletic and dynamic quarterbacks in the league. When he shows that, it, it's obvious. It is obvious. I mean, 60 yards, your team's leading rusher once again. Um, DJ Moore. DJ Moore is that guy. He still can make playoffs. Okay, I know it sounds crazy. That's crazy. I'm not. No, we're not. We're not throwing that out there. I'm we're not throwing, throwing that out there, Mickey. Let's take our early draft pick and we'll move to next season. But it's always good to see development, and that's what I'm going to give the Bears. Development year, ugh. Um, I got nothing else about the Bears. Uh, you ready to move on to the next team? I only uh, have DJ Moore is that guy. I will say that. Yeah, he is thousand yard receiver. First time we've had since Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey. Um, anyway, I got one more team to talk about, Mister Zizzy. Before we close this episode out, I'm gonna talk about the Buffalo Bills. Now, Yank, it is insane that it is in almost December, and we're talking about the Buffalo Bills not making the playoffs. We said they were going to go win their division. If not, they were going to be an easy five seed. Oh, my goodness. They are falling apart. Josh Allen is making tons of mistakes. I mean, that's what all the headlines are saying. And they're just not putting together winning ball games. Granted, this weekend against the Eagles, once again, the Eagles figure out a way to win, right? We just talked about them with the Cowboys. Um, so they put up a great game. It was, once again, Josh Allen loses in overtime. Uh, I feel sorry for the man. Uh, but they went out and did it. And that was a tough one to lose. But the reason why I bring up them not making the playoffs is Yank. They play the Chiefs this week. Or, yeah, in two weeks. Sorry, not this week. Next week. Okay? Uh, That's tough. The Chiefs are down a little bit. They're not the Chiefs of old, so they might sneak that one out. Okay? And then who do they play next? The Cowboys, who we just said was one of the best teams in the NFC. That's brutal. You lose the next two games, you, you might not make the playoffs. Then you play the Chargers. I'll give you the Chargers. You play the Patriots, we'll give you the Patriots, but then you play the Dolphins, and the Dolphins. Well, the Dolphins, and hey, I mean, I they might say. be sitting their crew. You know what I'm saying? So, do you think them going three and two, pending if the Dolphins? Obviously, I think they're going to win the division, um, and they bench their guys week 18. Three and two. Do you think that makes them into the playoffs? Knowing where the AFC is at currently. I want to say there's your top tier teams, right? You've got the Jaguars, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the yep. Dolphins. Those four are going to be in. Then yes, you start looking winners. 
those four, those four are going to be in. And then you start looking at the other teams. I want to say the teams that have a better record than them right now are the Browns, Browns. Steelers. Yep. Which the, uh, one of those teams will go. I don't think both one of those teams is going to fall. i still consider the bills better currently than the Browns and the Steelers. Just I, I, I view them talent wise as better, but they do have a crazy tough schedule. I mean, I don't know. I already have shot their their hopes for the division down. If they lose another game, because yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm nervous for I'm nervous for them to. I don't think they can lose two more. I don't think they can. Because I I agree with you. Because I'm so happy I jumped off the Bills bandwagon last year. So that was a great time to pop off and save my stock, right? But they're six and six. Denver six and five. Denver might jump them, and that's insane to talk about. All right, and then the Colts and Texans are battling out for that seventh spot, Yank. I think Pittsburgh or Cleveland will be the fifth spot, right? And then uh, that sixth and seventh spot's up for grabs by four teams. The Browns, Bills, Broncos, Colts, Texans. So five teams battling it out for two spots. You lose two games, Yank, almost crushes your possibility. And to be honest, if you want to ask me, I think they lose at least one of them. Oh, 100%. No, I I think they lose two of them. I, I truly believe that they're going to lose two of the next five. And that's me being optimistic. Yeah. Cowboys got their number. I think the Chiefs will have their number because it's that airhead. And then at that point, they're not going to want to play for anything. Houston might sneak in there. That'd be fun. Anyway. Houston, that's another one. That's an interesting one, but... Yeah, there, uh, there's definitely a lot of teams in the hunt. I mean, and this is on both sides, but, I mean, I, I'm with you. The Bills, for as talented as they are, for as good as their roster is on paper, just it's been – they are one in five or one in four in one-score games this year. Mm-hmm. It's it's just – it's been heartbreakers for the Bills this year, but at the same time, you got to win the games that you're supposed to win, and they have not been able to close things out. Josh Allen in overtime ever since that game against Patrick Holmes. It's cursed, dude. I don't know what it is. It's cursed. That was a wide-open walk-in touchdown for Gabe Davis, and they miscommunicate. He runs the corner instead of going to the post. That is a touchdown. That's game. I just, I don't. I, there's not much more to say. I mean, Jalen Hurts is cold-blooded in the clutch, but geez, man. Like, holy heck. Yeah, um, that's all I got about them. Uh, the big thing is, will they make the playoffs? I know it's crazy, but that was why I wanted to. Sh- Hot take: They will not. I, I, I once God, I hate green with you, cause. But you know what? Sometimes, sometimes we both just right. But uh, who's the last team you want to talk about? You know, I really wanted to bring up that other team that you were just saying. No way, are we here? Are we here in the Broncos? Can we talk about this turnaround, dude? Can we talk about it? I mean, this is the same team that we came on after the week three. The Dolphins dropped 70 on them. 70. It wasn't even, it looked like a peewee team out there. There was no effort. We were bashing. We were sitting here bashing Sean Payton, talking about, oh, you're sitting here uh, bashing Nathaniel Hackett before the season. Look Look at what is going on. I mean, Russell Wilson is still quoting himself and actually ended up being true. This man said after going one and three, you know, we have it. We just got to believe. We just got to believe they go and win this past week to go to six and five on a five game winning streak. And this man says, what's the difference, Ben Russ? Well, we just started believing. We just actually started believing. And I can't take it. That man just cracks me up. sometimes. But dude, you got to have faith in Denver. I mean, Mile High City is jumping right now. 
but the defense has completely 180. They are now looking like the defense from last year where, I mean, this is, they were a top defense in the league, if not the top defense in the league last year. And now we're starting to see the reminisce of that. They're holding some, I mean, they're holding teams to 14 points or less their last three outings. I mean, let's talk about it. I want to say they, they actually, I think they had to play the Seahawks and um, one of them and didn't, but still, regardless, they have been doing absolutely incredible, not just on defense, but now the offense is starting to click. Javante Williams is back healthy, has looked electric. Cortland Sutton, the Russell Wilson connection, that's a real deal thing. And Russell Wilson, is is he starting to cook? Is he starting to cook again? Just a little bit? I'm not going to sit here and be like, he's blowing the doors off the thing with yardage out the wazoo or anything like that, because he's not. But he's making the right plays. He's making the right decisions. And we're starting to see the use of his legs again, which is something that we just had not seen. And that is a completely different step in his game. And I mean, just how about it, man? We're talking about one in five to six and five. It's crazy, man. I love it. That's where those optimistic uh, Broncos fans come true. Like, I told you so. I told you so. And it's like, well, nobody believed. And that shows the true leadership of Russell Wilson. I know he got a lot of beef last year trying to get his team excited to Durin when they were just awful last year. But now he looks like a good leader because they're winning now. And he is believing. And Cortland Sutton is playing out of his mind right now. Jerry Judy is making plays. That defense is stopping teams. I mean, they held the Kansas City Chiefs to nine points. I don't remember the last time that ever happened for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it was Patrick Mahomes' first year, right? That was uh, during their five-game win streak. Now They haven't allowed a team over 20 points since October 8th. And I'm October just... 8th was the Jets, and they lost to the Jets. And the week before, that's when they lost to the Bears. That's when I was like, oh, we lost to the Broncos. But, like, honestly, that win against the Chicago gave them their first win of the season. It's like – all right, something's there. So Chicago gave them the kick in the butt that they needed. Um, but let's talk about it, right? They barely beat Green Bay in 1917. Hey, a win's a win, right? Uh, they go beat 24 to 9 against the Chiefs. 24 to 22. Like the Bills, who we've been talking about falling down. Like the Broncos, that was amazing for them. That was a huge confidence booster. It's like, dude, we just beat the Buffalo Bills, who is a tip typically a playoff team the past few years. Right? They go beat the Vikings, which the we know the Vikings are good. Just not all the time. And then the Browns, I knew they were going to beat the Browns uh, this past week. So, like, that was a winnable game. Yank, let me tell you this. They play the Texans. This is a toss-up. I'm going Houston this week. But, like, that's a winnable game for Denver. Then they go to the Chargers. Chargers have been awful, right? That's a winnable game. The Lions, I'll give you the Lions, okay? Patriots, that's winnable. Chargers again, winnable. Raiders, winnable. That's a 10 and 5. That's a 9 and 8 season. That's beating the Buffalo Bills for that seventh spot. They are competing for playoffs, and that's insane. I mean, it's something to talk about. Now, here's the question Is that the work of Sean Payton? Yeah, or is that the. It's got to be 100%. Sean Payton. Okay. You, you right. know how good Sean Payton Sean Payton has a super. Well, I mean, it's a culture shock. The, it's a culture shock for sure. Right, he got out with all the bad juju. They're starting to believe in him, and it's all starting to piece together. Like Russell Wilson said, like they believe in each other. They're ready to go. Right? No one would have believed after last season, right? Kind of with Chicago, nobody really believes except for those crazy Bears fans on this podcast, right? But it's finally getting put to work, and that's what's really awesome. I feel you. I feel you. 
absolutely insane, Zizzy. Uh, but we are going to close out this episode, this uh, crazy episode. Our first time we ever did a two-parter within like two weeks. Uh, I promise everyone who is listening, we are going to get back on the train. We are going to pull ourselves back up. No pun intended. Uh, donate to Tanzania. Six bucks gives water to it. Absolutely. Hey, six bucks gives a person oh, 25 for a family. Let's go get it. Yep. Uh, but we're going to be more consistent for y'all. Uh, definitely a fun episode. Um, a lot of agreements, but I feel like next episode is going to be a little bit more dicey because we're going to be talking other things when we get to that episode. But any other hot takes before we just close out? I think I already did my Super Bowl prediction, but no, Dolphins are still going Super Bowl. Boys. It's not looking terrible right now because the Chiefs ain't that great. Um, it's by Ravens. I dude. Uh, your boy Jacob. Shot. I mean, I do, I do love that appeal, man. It's a toss up this year. I love it, but still, whoo, I feel good about the boys. And we got hard knocks going. Ooh, woo. Come on. Oh yeah. Alrighty, close this out. Hot take: Bears making the playoffs. <laughs> Throw it out there. Wow. My goodness, that's steaming. Okay, if you're talking sports, it's the matchup. Mickey, who is Zizzy? Yeah, we cutting it up. Just a couple athletic enthusiasts. You know what it is? The Mickey Zizzy podcast. Go get it. Have a great night, baby. Peace.